Showtime. Welcome to the Empower You Radio Show. I just want to help. Where we empower you through education. You will believe in yourself. Eric Gann exposes you to the evidence-based truth with balanced clinical practice behind all things leadership, mindset, health, nutrition, and the healthcare profession of athletic training. Today is about the power of you. Here's your host, Eric Gann. Hey everyone, thank you for listening and welcome back to the Empower You radio show. It's Friday and I have a nice episode all lined up for you. Today, I will be sharing information on current recommendations on the management of soft tissue injuries. We will review the old acronyms such as ICE, to RICE, to police, and now peace and love. We will go over all the concepts from the old to the new. If you're not familiar with exactly what soft tissue structures are, let me do a quick and easy review. Soft tissue refers to tissues that connect, support, or surround other structures and organs of the body. Soft tissue includes muscles, tendons, ligaments, fascia, nerves, fibrous tissues, fat, blood vessels, and synovial membranes. I know a bunch of my listeners are pretty knowledgeable about what soft tissue is, but I created this radio show to empower all levels. So I want to make sure all my listeners are understanding all topics we cover. Okay, so I've been around the sports medicine scene for quite a while approximately 20 years. But if you count my days as an undergrad at Canisius College and then on to Kentucky, plus some of the first aid I was performing since I was 14, yes, I said 14, because my first job was a lifeguard. Then, all of these years included, it can be close to 30 years I've been practicing some of these concepts. Yeah, I'm not too sure I've shared that, but for the longest time, I was a lifeguard in my college and high school summers, and I even had a summer work-study job as a lifeguard at college as well. So I've been around these acronyms for quite a while, like I said, maybe close to 30 years. Okay, back to today's show on peace and love. So back in the day, We used to use the acronym ICE, ICE, Compression, and Elevation. It may even be around still today as a very basic and old school management of soft tissue injuries. But then we moved to PRICE, Pressure, Rest, ICE, Compression, and Elevation. This one was very popular and still very, very common. I would say this one is still the given model followed by many healthcare providers and unfortunately, it's way out of date. I want to say it was not long ago. Maybe last year, I was in an urgent care center and I saw this acronym posted on a TV and outlining them P-R-I-C-N-E. And honestly, to be fair, I'm not too upset it was up and being promoted. At least something was up 
in this area to educate the people in the waiting room. Because doing something is always better than nothing. And using the acronym of PRICE is not really going to hurt you anymore. So it's not bad. It's just not up to date. And it's not the most current for better and quicker recovery of soft tissue injury. Here's the thing. The better we get at managing soft tissue through the whole stage of injury, management, and recovery, the better chances we have of the soft tissue condition not returning into a chronic condition. Or should I say the acute condition turning into a chronic condition. So, yes, that does place some weight on all healthcare providers to get better. Get better at managing the stages to allow a better quality of life for the patient and so we don't overstrain the healthcare system in the long run. Then, in this timetable, the evolving acronyms we had police, protect, optimal loading, ice, compression, elevation. This is a little better in that we have some guidance on protecting the tissue and also optimal loading. Protecting is always good in the early stages of an injury, and optimal loading is great too. Optimal loading is usually judged by pain tolerance, and optimal load allows for some light loading to the soft tissue to allow the musculature in the area to be contracting and helping with the natural inflammatory process. And then, when we move past that stage, the fibroblasts can speak to the area and begin to restructure and heal the area. We continue to see the ICE in this acronym. And to be honest, we know ICE does not stop inflammation. We know now that ICE is more of a pain modulator. It helps to manage your pain. And some providers these days will not even use it. I leave it up to the patient. Again, we need to give the patient some say in their care also. Compression and elevation are here too, which are good. Now, let's move on to the most current acronym, peace and love. Peace and love were discussed and described in April of 2019 in the British Journal of Sports Medicine, and I'll be taking several references from the article and also adding in my own experiences and my own opinion. I will have a link to the direct article in the show notes. You'll be able to get all of their references off of that article for any type of reading you'd like to enjoy. Let's make our way through peace and love. P is for protect. Unload or restrict movement for one to three days to minimize bleeding, prevent distension of injured fibers, and reduce risk of aggravating the injury. Rest should be minimized as prolonged rest can compromise tissue strength and quality. Rely on pain signals to guide removal of protection and gradual reloading. In the protection stage, it's important to choose the best method to protect the tissue for the given period of time. It may be a walking boot for a sprained ankle, 
A walking boot can sometimes allow walking without crutches. It all is a gauge on the assessment of the clinician and the feedback from the patient. We have to involve the patient. Educate them on the protect stage to gain good compliance. All right, E is for elevation. Elevate the limb higher than the heart to promote good interstitial fluid flow out of tissue. Despite weak evidence supporting its use, elevation is still recommended given its low risk benefit ratio. Exactly, it's not going to hurt. Elevation is still appropriate. I feel it's even more to allow for continued circulation. Help the area keep the circulation flowing and assist the inflammation stage. All right, A. A is for avoid anti-inflammatory modalities. Anti-inflammatory medications may potentially be detrimental for long-term tissue healing. The various phases of inflammation contribute to optimal soft tissue regeneration. It's part of the biological process. Inhibiting such an important process using pharmacological modalities is not recommended as it could impair tissue healing, especially when a higher dose is taken. We also want to question the use of cryotherapy. This is the article talking, and I'll give my opinion on this a little bit later. Despite wide use among clinicians and the population, there is no high quality evidence on the efficacy of ice for treating soft tissue injuries. Even if mostly for pain control, ice could potentially disrupt inflammation, angiogenesis, and revascularization, delay neutrophil and macrophage infiltration, as well as increase immature myofibers, which may lead to impaired tissue regeneration and redundant collagen synthesis. For me personally, I let the patient decide. They know their body. If they feel ice makes them feel better, we use it. But most of the time, people hate to ice, so we don't use it. And when looking at drugs, yeah, I do tend to recommend staying away from uh, NSAIDs and also Tylenol and just trying to manage the pain with some movement or with a TENS unit or with a Mark Pro. One note for me as I input my clinical experience, I highly, highly recommend using a device, as I noted, called a Mark Pro. A Mark Pro is designed to aid and facilitate the inflammation process, to keep it moving along so we can get to later stages of tissue healing. Mark Pro provides a passive way to have a non-fatiguing method to keep the muscles gently pumping to aid in the circulation of all the great cells the body has to manage the injury, recovery, and regeneration of tissue. Also, the gentle pumping of the Mark Pro to keep the muscles stimulated and provide a gentle non-weight bearing force to the tissues is essential as well. In my experiences, many times with the use of a Mark Pro, the first stages of inflammation are kept to a very, very bare minimum. 
This allows the body to keep moving into the next stage of the injury recovery process. Listen, the body is amazing, and if we work with the body, I feel we generally have better results. Side note, as a licensed athletic trainer and trained and certified to dry needle in the state of Nevada, I feel that dry needling is wonderful in the stage of helping the body manage this inflammation. Again, a modality that helps the body keep moving through the stage of inflammation. Many times in the past, clinicians have always worked to slow down this first stage of the injury process. And what that does is stop all the inflammatory stuff to be surrounded by the injury. Then the repair and restructure is delayed. Instead, I have success with working with the first stages to keep the fluids moving so we can keep the process moving so we can get back to feeling better sooner. Plus, this allows for the best healing and restructuring of the soft tissue. Okay, on to C. C is for compression. External mechanical pressure using taping or bandages helps limiting intraarticular edema and tissue hemorrhaging. Despite conflicting studies, compression after an ankle sprain seems to reduce swelling and improve quality of life. I agree with this and still work to have compression on the area. Many times it just helps the patient feel better also. Feeling better is good as we have to keep the behavioral portion of the injury involved in the process. E is for educate. I mentioned this a little earlier. Therapists and athletic trainers or whoever the healthcare provider is should educate the patient on benefits of an active approach to recovery. Passive modalities such as electrotherapy, manual therapy, or acupuncture early after an injury has a trivial effect on pain and function compared with an active approach. It may even be counterproductive in the long term. Indeed, nurturing the need to be fixed can create dependence to the therapist, be a significant nocebo, and thus contribute to persistent symptoms. Better education on the condition and load management will help avoid overtreatment, which has been suggested to increase the likelihood of injections or surgery and higher costs to healthcare systems because of the disability compensation. In an era of technology and high-tech therapeutic options, we, meaning the article, strongly advocate for setting realistic expectations with patients about recovery times instead of chasing the magic treatment approach. This is so true. We need to be upfront and honest with our patients with appropriate timelines. As therapists and athletic trainers and healthcare providers, we have to be well-based on our knowledge of timelines for particular injuries. This helps to gain the patient confidence and patient compliance. After the first few days of the injury have passed, injuries then need what we call love. 
L stands for load. An active approach with movement and exercise benefits most patients with musculoskeletal disorders. Mechanical stress should be added early and normal activities resumed as soon as symptoms allow. Optimal loading without exacerbation of pain promotes repair, remodeling, and building tissue tolerance and capacity of tendons, muscles, and ligaments through mechanotransduction. I completely agree with this. Use pain as a guide. If you're wondering, hmm, what is mechanotransduction? Let me walk you through that. Mechanotransduction is any of various mechanisms by which cells convert mechanical stimulus into electrochemical activity. This form of sensory transduction is responsible for a number of senses and physiological processes in the body, including proprioception, touch, balance, and hearing. This is how load speaks to the body. With the appropriate load, it sends signals to your body to heal and rebuild structures. This is always happening, even when the soft tissue is healed. Continuous mechanotransduction is the key to keeping your body and soft tissue healthy. O is for optimism. The brain plays a key role in rehabilitation interventions. Psychological factors such as depression and fear can represent barriers to recovery. They're even thought to explain more of the variation in symptoms and limitations following an ankle sprain than the degree of the pathophysiology, meaning the ankle sprain. Pessimistic patient expectations are also associated with suboptimal outcome and worse prognosis. While staying realistic, practitioners should encourage optimism to enhance the likelihood of an optimal recovery. Focus on the good things that happen from day to day and week to week. It's great to have patients fill out some kind of an outcome measure that includes a description of what they feel their level of function is. This allows the patient and practitioner to look back on the measures and see the results that they are achieving and the positive direction they are headed. V is for vascularization. Physical activity that includes cardiovascular components represents a cornerstone in the management of musculoskeletal injuries. While research is needed on a dosage, pain-free cardiovascular activity should be started a few days after injury to boost motivation and increase blood flow to the injured structures. Early mobilization and aerobic exercise improve function, work status, and reduce the need for pain medications in individuals with musculoskeletal conditions. This is very important. When I worked in the collegiate setting, as soon as the patient was over the first few days of an injury, I would get them on a modality to provide some cardio. It was great for the mind, great for the body. E is for exercise. There is a strong level of evidence supporting the use of exercises for treatment of ankle sprains and for reducing the prevalence of reoccurring injuries. Exercise will help to restore mobility, strength, and proprioception early after the injury. Pain should be avoided to ensure optimal repair during the subacute phase of recovery 
and should be used as a guide for progressing exercises to greater levels of difficulty. This is the cornerstone of rehab and proper return to activity, in my opinion. Therapeutic exercise is absolutely essential to a well-designed rehabilitation plan and continuation of exercise is essential to soft tissue health. This can be a really challenging area where some therapists and athletic trainers are well-skilled in just isolated joint movements and rehabilitation. This is where we need to advance our knowledge to move away from just isolated exercises on a joint. We need a full body movement assessment and also understanding the full planes of movement and the essential fundamental movement patterns of our hinging, our vertical press, our vertical pull, all of those fundamental movement patterns. And then when we know what the injury is, we have the isolated exercises on the joint specific area. We can then incorporate the larger movements into the rehabilitation as well. We have to have a bridged gap from the rehabilitation back to fundamental exercise. All right, everyone, listen, managing soft tissue injuries is more than just short-term damage control. Similar to other injuries, clinicians should aim for long-term outcomes and treat the person with the injury rather than the injury of the person. Do you get what that's saying? Because it's really big. Whether you're dealing with an ankle, injury sprain, or a hamstring strain, I hope this BJSM article and this podcast episode will help encourage clinicians and the general population to give peace a chance because perhaps all soft tissue injuries need is a little love. Thank you for listening, and remember, Empower You Radio Show is here to empower you with education. Please, the next time you have a soft tissue injury, think about using peace and love. Or, if you have an injury and it needs to be evaluated by a physician, or by a therapist, or by an athletic trainer, any one of your healthcare providers, if you see them using older methods of ice or price, question them. Ask them, you have been empowered with education. Ask them about peace and love. Do they understand these new acronyms for soft tissue management? That is empowering you with education. I hope you have a great Friday and a wonderful weekend. I look forward to having you back again next week. We will be back on Monday with a fresh new episode of Mind Set Monday. You've been listening to the Empower You Radio Show with Eric Gann, where we empower you through education. Please subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcasts. You can find us at EmpowerYouOnlineCoaching.com and also follow us on Facebook at EmpowerYouOnlineCoaching. Finally, go follow our Instagram account at EmpowerYou__RadioShow for all the latest updates on fresh new episodes.